Welcome to the Future Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop, and it's my mission to help create more female leaders in the workplace. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about grit and resilience and some of my personal experiences. But first, if you have not booked your leadership assessment call, I encourage you to do so. I've been having some really great conversations with people who feel a little bit of a lack of confidence or not quite sure where to go next and need a second opinion. And I have loved having these conversations with each and every one of you. So if you have not booked your leadership assessment call yet, click on the link in the show notes to book yours today. They are complimentary and I can't wait to talk to you soon. What is it to have grit and resilience? That is what I typed into a Google search because honestly, sometimes it's hard to define truly what is grit or what is resilience and why are these so important even in a combination together when working towards your goals. You'll see in my podcast episode that comes out tomorrow, I have two amazing guests who I speak with, Amanda Morris and Rosie Acosta, and they talked about their experiences, their challenges to get to where they are in their career, and I kept thinking about these words, these common themes, these commonalities between each of us, and so much of it came back to grit and resilience. And when I put that search into Google, the first thing that pops up from positive psychology says grit is about sustained consistent effort toward a goal, even when we struggle, falter, or temporarily fail. Resilience is our ability to bounce back after we have struggled, faltered, or failed. And I loved that because so much of that explains a lot of how I see different things that have happened to me and for me in my career is coming back to grit and resilience and how they complement each other. And for me, grit is having that goal, that desire, that ambition to do things even when it's hard, coming up with ideas, ways to work around Coming up with alternative solutions is something that I've had to do a lot in my career. And then the resilience piece comes in for me. I view that as making a choice to keep moving forward. There have been times where I've decided a certain passion or dream or whatever it was at that time wasn't important enough to me where the grit side of me said, here's the goal we've set. And the resilient side of me said, "Mm, maybe not. Maybe that's not where I actually want to go. Or maybe that's not the direction I want to head in. And that's okay to pivot and adjust throughout your career and where you're wanting to go and what path you want to take. I realized resilience is that choice. It's always a choice. And I have seen these different characteristics show up in different ways from people who have overcame adversity, who have struggled through something and you think, how did they come out so well to where anyone passing you by might think you couldn't have a care in the world 
when in reality you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. That is the combination of grit and resilience, at least in my interpretation. And I wanted to share some examples. Sometimes we think, oh, you haven't experienced struggle. You haven't experienced these different things. And while there are many things I haven't had to experience, either in the workplace or other things, I am very grateful for that. And I also wanted to share experiences where I have struggled through different things and wanted to name a few in this episode focusing on grit and resilience throughout my career. Sexual harassment has been something that has happened to me frequently throughout my career. Maybe sometimes it's jokes or offhanded comments here and there. Definitely people commenting frequently on my looks and me being a young, attractive leader at the time. All those sorts of things. But there were times where it got a little bit more serious. Even in one of my first jobs, I had a manager who was absolutely terrible. And he would frequently walk by with bus tubs because I was a server and just so happened to graze our butt every time. And even if we called him out on it, he thought it was funny and would do it anyways. He would wait for opportunities where there was a tight space and have to come by and that would happen. And at the time, being extremely young, I brushed it off and didn't really advocate for myself. I didn't really know how to use my voice at that time and ended up eventually quitting at some point because in general, he was a terrible manager, didn't really love the place that I worked at and had another opportunity. So I was able to move on. But there's been other instances. I worked at a call center and had a leader who was extremely inappropriate, sent me very inappropriate text messages, and I ended up quitting after I called an anonymous helpline and it got back to him. They did not care what I had to say. I had pages of inappropriate comments, messages, so many interactions that were inappropriate. And I was the one who left because I realized that they weren't going to do anything. He wasn't going to get in any trouble. And he since got promoted and is still doing quote unquote great things there at that organization. Terrible. The next time I experienced sexual harassment was in a workplace that I was really excited about growing. Although the growth that was going to be happening ended up being on this manager's team and I was terrified because originally he started with some inappropriate jokes and then he started to take it, you know, further and further in how he was sharing about the things that he had dreams about or fantasies about and a lot of these things were over our workplace computers and messaging systems and I didn't know at the time again still being pretty young in my career and quite naive for where I grew up in a very privileged space I didn't quite understand what that was either and I knew it was uncomfortable 
But I also didn't want to stir the pot and it took a long time for me to gather the courage to have a conversation that led to him eventually losing his job because of how serious and inappropriate that messaging was. And it took me some time feeling like that guilt I felt of him leaving made me feel like I had done something wrong when in reality it was on him for the inappropriate comments all along. And that definitely taught me that I need to stand up for myself right from the beginning because of that slippery slope and people looking for that in. And thankfully, I had not experienced any level close to those two experiences since that time in my career. I've been turned down for so many job opportunities. People think, oh, you're a career coach, so you probably have the interview process, hiring process, and getting promoted at work all figured out, right? Uh, Wrong. Uh, There have been so many jobs that I've applied to that I thought I'm going to be, I would be the perfect fit for this role. I'm going to do such great things at this organization. And I sometimes don't even get a phone interview. So I want to make sure that while I share about all these great things here on the podcast, there's definitely struggles that I face like everyone else. So I've gotten many turndowns when I was applying for my first leadership role. I completely lost count because I continued to get no's. At one point, I was in an interview and it was for a training leader position where I would be working with the new hires. And I had already been turned down for this role before. I don't even know why I was interviewing because I actually really disliked the manager. He was not a nice guy um, who led this department. And I applied anyways because I wanted that growth. I wanted that title. And during the interview, I had said something and then I started to change my answer and he scribbled so aggressively on his little notepad with a star um, outline of answering your interviews in a specific way. And yeah, at the end of it, he said, what is going to be your reaction if you get turned down again? I already knew it, but in his mind, he wanted to see the hurt in my face and who asks that question anyways? What are you going to do if you're turned down yet again? Um, And I realized that was not going to be a great opportunity for me anyways. And I quickly moved on to other options within that organization. I've had different run-ins with HR. I've gotten in trouble for certain things I've said that were overheard, sometimes misinterpreted, sometimes I shouldn't have said certain things. So again, I've also gotten in trouble and had my hand slapped uh, on certain occasions as well. We are always works in progress and it was my opportunity to learn once I started seeing what did I do? What was my part in this? What harm did I cause was when I really started growing up in a sense because previous to that, it was easy to blame. It was easy to have um, my defense mechanisms up and say, oh, they misunderstood or that wasn't my fault or I didn't mean to and starting to take some ownership of that. I've also dealt with some tough female leaders in addition to tough 
male leaders. Female leaders have been a little bit different for me where I've worked with a couple female leaders who really don't want to see other women rise. And that is a tough concept for me and something I'm familiar with as well. Is that something that we are taught? Is that something that I've perceived? I don't know. I've approached these women with how do we break through this? How do we work best together? And then finding out that they want to simply tear me down, trying to gain trust in me so that I open up and then using that against me has been really hard in my career because I do lead with vulnerability and people will sometimes take advantage of that. And that's hard. There have been times where people have tore me down in 360 reviews simply because that is where higher up leadership reviews how everyone is doing. And if I can be perceived by someone else as being a less than great leader, that brings them up a couple notches for maybe future promotion opportunities. And that's been hard too. There have been times where I've had to fight for maternity leave policies. I've had two daughters and both of those, I worked at companies that didn't already have an existing maternity leave policy. Therefore, I had to fight for it. And by fight, I mean have actual conversations back and forth with the CEOs of these organizations trying to share how it's important to provide more than six weeks of maternity leave because of the level I was at in my career. I had grown to a more senior leadership role and I was shocked when they came back with doing the absolute bare minimum. Mind you, both of these CEOs have kids and one of them was in the same state I was in and his wife was still actively having children. So it was frustrating to feel like I never really got a benefit in the terms of being able to take a step back and recover from having my children and then coming back to work. There were times where I was almost 34 weeks pregnant, I want to say, and I was working at a physical location where we shipped product out. And I remember the workers of these facilities would come out to my car and assist me anytime they saw me pull up. I am very proud and I don't want to ask for help and I could handle the weight of these boxes by myself. But people always came out to help and said, why are you the one who is dropping these off? Is there literally no one else? And at the time, there wasn't. The whole company flew to Japan, and I was the one who was 34 weeks pregnant and told the company couldn't survive without me, yet I did not get a great maternity leave policy provided to me. That was tough. I've also been laid off twice. I was laid off for the first time after three years of infertility and going through my first IVF cycle that ended up being a success. I was heartbroken and devastated, not only for losing my job, that was one part of it that was hard to take in because I enjoyed what I was doing at the time, but what hurt even more was the senior manager I reported to for the entire three years I worked for that company. He didn't speak to me for years. Years. 
he only recently, maybe in the past couple of years, messaged me on LinkedIn to say he's tuned into some of these episodes, which is super nice. But I tell you, anytime I saw his car or a car that looked like his for several years, it was instant panic because I thought, what would I do if I came across this leader who stopped talking to me after he had to let me go? I get it. Layoffs are no fun. But to have a leader who I built such a good relationship with, or so I had thought, cut off all communication, that was hard. That was really hard. I got laid off more recently, and it wasn't as bad of an experience, but still never fun. I've also worked at a job, even after all of my years in leadership, one of these positions that I've worked at in the past 10 years, I took on, and I kid you not, I worked for almost less than what I made at McDonald's when I was 16. It was an experience where I was being brought in and told that there was going to be so much growth opportunity and so many great things. And if I took a cut in my pay so that I could be investing in the company, that was going to come back to me in dividends where I was going to be making a lot more. I never saw any of that additional money after I left that company. Unfortunately, they were doing super great financially and... All of that money I forfeited in hopes that this company would grow was completely gone. These are only some of the examples that came to mind right before I hit record on this episode, but I want you to know that without grit and without resilience, I could have simply chosen not to keep going in terms of pursuing better things in my career. I could have chosen to go with the flow, and set my bar a little lower. And that would have been okay. But I have my bar at a certain level, and I keep moving on even during the struggles and the trials. And I wanted to share these experiences with you so that you can have a reflection on yourself as well. What things have you gone through in your career? How have you improved? How have you chosen to keep going on, even though sometimes it's really difficult. What does that look like for you? I want you to celebrate the things that have gone well, the things that you have overcame, even if it wasn't pretty in the end. You overcame it, you moved past it. What does that look like? Where are you at on your emotional maturity than you were all those years ago? I know when I look back for me, it's so different. And I'm so grateful for everything that has happened to me and how I have been able to use all of these different experiences to relate to other women in the workplace and say, hey, me too. That's happened to me as well. How can I help walk you through it? How can I help be there for you? And I think that's a superpower that not everyone is going to experience. So find ways where you can celebrate the things that you have overcame and utilize those as a superpower to help others in the workplace. All right, until next time, we'll see you later.